Has a fictional world ever had a stock market equivalent? Has there ever been like a fantasy Discworld. book or something that has? Discworld was all in on that Discworld. shit. Okay, I just started. Yeah, yeah very funny. I love Discworld, but I'm yeah. I'm reading the second book right now. I have fifty the books. The first to go. two books exponentially worse than the rest of Discworld. I, I noticed what that. Terry Pratchett said. Yeah, but I'm enjoying the first two books a lot. So we're, I didn't yeah. even know that he said that. But like, just going back and reading through Discworld, it's like the first two books really just introduce you to the world and kind of do it in a slapdash way. But I love Rincewind. He's hilarious. Rincewind's cool, and he shows up in other adventures, like sorcery uh, mm. and other shit that Rincewind is in. Uh, fucking... The one about the library, I think he... Is he in that one? All the ones with Rincewind uh, usually the tie into the library. Yeah, well, not having read any other books yet, the chaotic magic energy uh, going on in the first two books is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I've never you read really any read Discworld. Guards Guards. That's like the best. Yeah, Dan, you would love Guards Guards. Yeah, that's like Sam Vimes or whatever. The, like the, yeah, yeah, the captain yeah. who's yeah. drunk all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to read all the little arcs. I want to, I want to do the Guard Watch. I want to do the Death series. I want to do the Witches. I, the I Witches know, are a great series. Witches Abroad is a fantastic book. Uh, Lords and Ladies is great as well. I recently started re-listening to them, like in the car. Uh, just when the girlfriend and I were driving up and down for like a trip one weekend, and she really liked him too. Anyone notable read the audiobook? Mark uh, Wahlberg. Just a few niche. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, he does the reading. <laughs> <laughs> he does little raps at the end. Apart from him, uh, Jeff Bridges and, you know, Tom Cruise, you don't get any notables who are interested <laughs> yeah, in this. Some more names. <laughs> Scientologists don't fuck with Terry Pratchett. Uh, they don't like the or turtle do. shit. Yeah. Explicitly. Oh. <laughs> We're going to peel back the curtain on the Terry Pratchett Scientology sex cult uh, conspiracy this episode, boys. <laughs> sex conspiracy well, at no, the heart of don't Discworld. Don't cancel Terry Pratchett. No, we're the opposite. You can't cancel him. Terry no, Pratchett. he's fucking to bring Passed down on. the Scientologists. Yeah, he yeah. is. Oh, we're canceling Scientology. He's a deep state plan. He's Q for Scientology. <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> yeah, it's like how they think Robert Candy like is still alive in the form of this random guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's an anti-vaxxer. <laughs> My version of Q thinks that Terry Pratchett is still alive, and it's just some rando with a white beard. <laughs> he shows up at conventions and stuff. Really, I'm not the chosen one. <laughs> there is a Kennedy, like a like I don't know, it's his grand, great grandson or something. But he's he's an anti-vaxxer, and he started tweeting all this shit about the COVID vaccine, and be like, just do your research, keep an open mind. You never know what's going into these things. <laughs> Dude, uh, the keep Kennedys it open truly mind. have their finger on the pulse <laughs> of American. I uh, hear they put uh, chips, <laughs> chips and trackers. Speaking of chips, I'm going to delve a little bit. Well, listeners, if you're wondering why we're talking about a fictional world with this Discworld discussion, guess what fucking podcast this is? Seriously, guess, because we don't know. No, I know. I'm coming off a ketamine binge. I have no idea where I am right now. <laughs> it's 30 Minute Worlds. It was a test. Mm-hmm. Shit. Yeah, I hope you said that out loud in your car and or hotbox closet. Yeah. Uh, this is 30 Minute Worlds, a podcast where we make up a world in 30 minutes or less or more, usually a bit more. Uh, and the way it works is that one person is the lore lad, sort of the executive, sort of the uh, John F. Kennedy mm-hmm. of the world building. And then three other folks here, uh, Walter, Dan, and Chessman in this case, give a prompt word. So I'm the lore lad right now. Belvin's the lore lad, and he has to mm-hmm. build a world while we eat chips. 
Yes, yes. On air. As in every episode. I, mm-hmm. as oh, why are you guys both have chips? I don't have chips. I'm hungry, man. I'm getting Dog. my snack man, on. Just when you could have joined the group chat, we were having a whole chip discussion. I'm going to overdub y'all's audio. I'll overdub it with what? My audio. No, Just won't. been eating chips. He puts it in post. Yeah, it's too much work. <laughs> Belvin, your prompt word is bag. So <laughs> big. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker literally just looked down at what he was holding. The and he's like, oh, there was a bit bag of physical of comedy. There's a new Nadir. Dan, you better not. I'm not. I would never do that to to Belvin. I would never ever pick the word tortilla. Yeah, it's good. Um, my word is photograph. Bag photograph. See, you said hot box earlier, and it's really put me in a funk because just this week. Uh, we lost, uh, the Charleston Shoe Thieves lost Hotbox Sato. Um, Cut this shit. He was Cut incinerated. Um, no one... Sorry, he was delaced. It, it was it was really tragic. Um, so in his honor, in his honor, I'm gonna say smoke. Smoke. Smoke <laughs> on the chip bag. Well, um... To, to be clear for anyone listening, Walter is not coughing for any good reason. Like he didn't. No, just... I am. I have a bit of chip when my windpipe when I laughed at Dan's uh, thing a while back. And it's, it's really oh, fucking it. me up, dude. <laughs> Walt's got He's the not... tortilla virus. That's yeah, right. I do. He's not blazing doinks. He is a little just... hair of the dog. Okay. Okay. Smoke photograph. Bag, a stumped Belvin. Uh, no, I mean I. What if there's some incorporeal incorporeality to the setting that can be made concrete through photography? That that, that that's just something that jumped out at me, like something that's kind of smoky and wispy cool. and miragey. Um, but by cool. the act of photographing or taking some sort of picture, you make it real or clear. Yeah, it's kind of like. Spirit photography, but the spirit becomes real when you take the photo. What is spirit photography? It's this concept of like when you take a photo. Have you ever seen like orbs um, showing up in like videos? I've heard of that phenomenon. People saying like, oh, I took a photograph of these orbs mean that there's a little spirit hanging around, right? Oh, I've heard that before with like like the rods that people say, like the the weird ass cryptids that show up in pictures. Yeah, you know, there's all kinds of things that show up in in photographs, like, and then fake photographs where there's like a whole human face that's a ghost that's there. But that's pretty scary. I don't know. Hmm. Sounds real. What if you can travel into different forms of matter, like different different dimensions, uh, something like that, with a camera obscura? Interesting. So you take a photo of a like a doorway or an aperture, and then uh, you were able to travel through it as though it were someplace else. Or what's your concrete thinking on that? Oh, that's that, that's the basic concept. That's it. I nailed it. That's pretty cool. And I say camera obscura just to keep the technology level low. 
because you know you can do a camera obscura uh, if you're just an Italian Renaissance dude. What is camera obscura? Uh, is that the like thing where they like drape the cloth over the guy taking the photo? No. Um, Chessman, you could probably explain it better than I could. I mean, basically, as I understand yeah. it, it's like a trick of lighting and perspective, and like you you just set something up very particularly, like a near a corridor yeah. or something. All it is is if you have a pinpoint a hole uh, and you put light through it, it kind of looks works like uh, your pupil. It lets light in and it projects like an inverted image. Uh, of the light on the, into like a dark room or you know inside a little container a bag perhaps a, a, a bag like sort of like a photography yeah. like a shroud that people put over their heads okay yeah. instead of being a flat earth it's a bag earth what <laughs> if you could take a camera obscura photo put it in a magic bag and then carry the bag with you and then <laughs> unleash that image somewhere else that, that I'm starting to get confused. I'm 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 consciously holding back on the bag element. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For, <laughs> I'm really. I'm waiting for a place where it makes sense and doesn't sound stupid. And I'm sure um, that will yeah. arrive. So there's no shame in admitting that. You take a photo that. and you put it in a bag. It's all the doinks. Um. So this concept of like maybe there's a land called the smoke, where everything is like kind of wispy and corporeal, sort mm-hmm. of spirit world ish, mm. um, liminal space. A little space, and you can enter to it through Camera Obscura. Mm-hmm. Can you travel to other worlds with this, or is, like, is is the smoke like a gateway alone? Like, uh, it's kind of where everything is like bridged together, and like the ether, or is it like a physical place that exists that you could oh, like no, it's travel to? If the smoke is the yeah. bridge world, if we're talking about different dimensions, the smoke is the bridge world, and it's like a Pokemon Snap situation. Where you have to take photographs of like different entryways in the different worlds. That's cool. Your document, it's like yeah. fucking uh, Mario and his castle jumping, or Bowser's castle jumping into the fucking kind paintings. Of, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, right, but you make the paintings. But yeah, if, there yeah. are, if portals are this easy to create, then everyone's jumping between worlds all the time, right? Maybe there's only one camera. Or, mm. Well, so camera is here. That's something that was figured out by people who were, you know, the the scientists of their age, um, and working with artists too, who like were interested in that sort of technology. So let's say like Renaissance Italy, but not Renaissance Italy. Um, okay. Not like the specific cultural markers, but that level of like things are kind of exploding in terms of technology. A Da Vinci and age, yeah. Da Vinci and yeah. age, okay. yes. Um, and they have figured out. The first camera obscura was an entryway into the smoke. Um, right. And now the, the new age of exploration is through the smoke. Well, that's cool. Like the patrons that fund these inventor geniuses pay for exploration parties to go into the smoke and go to new places, document what they see and bring it back. Uh, so instead of like sailing west to India to get spices, you go through the smoke to bring back like trade goods and shit like that. Yeah, and they could call it the Italian word for smoke is il fumo, which sounds you know if we wanted to kind of lean into the Da Vincian age or that, not or that, not. That's usually where you say something stupid, Walt, but you actually suggested something <laughs> <laughs> very nice. <laughs> A little turn of phrase. Okay, answer the il fumo. So these other realms. Do you have any thoughts on on what these dimensions are like? They aren't like Earth, right? They're well, I mean, pretty it could different. be like it's their Earth, but different. Like the topography is the same, but like it's totally foreign. 
Yeah, I, I like the idea of they're all like you can travel through the smoke and maybe you get to an earth that's like similar to our earth. And maybe you get to this weird liminal space that like is just repeating rooms and there's like a monster in it or something. I had an idea for bag. We were thinking probably bag like the physical object, which I don't think is going to work. Um, the verb bag could mean like killing or catching an animal. So, oh yeah, that's great. Okay. Yeah. 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 One of the, one of the dimensions through the Ilfumo, uh, could be like a green world where everything is primeval and there are no humans sure. just like that's the first wildlife. one you would yep yep you would go with that, well, that that's, I mean, that's cool. a rip off of actually a warcraft concept what are the other belvin dimensions the that could exist oh <laughs> uh, yeah yeah i i was thinking that you would go to this smoke um go through the smoke dimension to one of these bizarre spaces where there was like a um dangerous creature there or something and that you would bag it as sort of like a uh a curiosity or maybe a scientific study. Yeah, um, yeah, I like that. And maybe mm. there are, in addition to primeval places, there are also like Escherian spaces uh, that kind of defy human geometry. Or places that are more dangerous and harder to settle. Well, well th mm -hmm. that's such an interesting concept of like a place where reality works differently. Like maybe like mm -hmm. gravity works differently or like something can balance. It wouldn't be able to balance like just impossible geometry like that. And you take it back and it still works that way. Oh, that's oh. really neat. Yeah, that's really neat. Yeah, yeah. So the technology war isn't just like finding interesting new things. It's finding things that would be impossible to exist that you can then leverage. Right. The cameras themselves are like it's a sort of chicken and egg thing. Like maybe maybe this doesn't make sense, but the camera themselves has some of these properties in order to actually work it by refracting the light. It turns it into it turns it real. Or something like what that. if and i'm just spitballing here mm -hmm. but what if there was a way to take the camera structures that exist in this setting and like people could use it as a weapon too like if you were to deploy it and take a picture of someone you could fling them into an unknown place and they'd have no real way to get out no that'd be if cool. they didn't have their camera throw somebody into a dimension where like like, people aren't actually separated into different, like, forms of matter. Like, everything just amalgamates together. There could be, like, just dimensions in there where light doesn't work and you can't travel back. Like, with your camera. It doesn't produce a flash. Oh, yeah, that's like the dead end. That's Well, there's that's no the image oh, to yeah. capture. Like, yeah. it's like if you wind up there, you are screwed, basically. Oh, yeah. Or uh, a mirror world. Like, you can't, you take a picture of it and it snaps back at you, and you're just kind of, like, and recursed. And like, it just bounces back and forth, and you're yeah. trapped forever. Oh, yeah, that's, that's what, Fumato, it's called. Yeah, so I guess there would be some realms that are, like, game over realms. And then, like Walter said, there would be some people who get, like, exiled or hit with it, and they're kind of in uh, Siberia, except Siberia is the crazy dimension. And there are, like, yeah. little pockets of people. We're just hanging out and trying to survive. Sfumato. Sfumato. Which means like darker shade, I think. It's also a renaissance style of painting. Say fumato? Sfumato. Made fumato. It would be very we'll funny. Cut out this whole bit. Uh, it, I'm only thinking of it because of the Italian thing, but if they stumbled onto the plane of elemental goodfellas, 
with this fucking camera. <laughs> it's for mine. <laughs> like, I, I hear they got some business over in this uh, fucking camera so what world. Are they, what are they fucking bringing back, right? So, like, say they bring back... Strange creatures, certainly. Yeah, mm-hmm. strange creatures. They could bring back, like, a fulcrum that can, like, infinitely leverage. Oh, yeah. Mm. I think there would be some... Like reality breaking artifacts that would kind of define the the realm. Like an engineer would have access to a fulcrum like that and you'd be able to do insane things and as he builds. And I like the idea of leaning into the like weird inventor angle because they're sort of who are spearheading like they're not paying necessarily for these like things to be created, but they're the ones who can guide people. So it could mm-hmm. be like um like a dimension that has like, I don't know, like uh rocks that repel gravity or something like that and they can use it to make like floating carriages and shit like that Mm -hmm. um but i think that makes sense stuff that can modify stuff on the home plane would be like high priority no i like that i like that the sources of power obviously are are an easy um we kind of basically been thinking about sources of power like a fulcrum Mm -hmm. that has infinite leverage um, a source of like, like uh, suspending something. Yeah. Uh, Anti-gravity. These pictures, they're not. Uh, they're the first pictures ever, right? So they're pretty ephemeral. They're pretty temporary. They fade over time, and you would need to continually build new portals. So there's always an element of risk, right? Do you have to take a camera with you, like, through the portal to I get back? I had always assumed that to get back, you also needed a camera. Yeah. That, uh, to take, the, yeah. to jump between the worlds, between well, the smoke. The mechanism of this is, like, is it that you take a picture of something and then you can travel to it? Or is it the act of taking the picture that lets you In my head, is the act of taking the picture. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think it's the act of taking it. What I'm thinking, what I was thinking originally um, when we were talking about it was you take a picture of the door and it's a physical door and then you open it and maybe there's more smoke behind the door and you have to take another picture. Mm-hmm. Even you're, you're making this smoke space real. It could be when you look at the picture, like you take the picture, you look at, you see this weird alternate reality and you look up and you're mm-hmm. there. Oh, kind of like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, and so hmm. if you, if you took this picture and you showed it to somebody, would they go there? Uh, I think we need to establish that these are printed out, right? Or if they're actual copies of things that are hard and can be torn apart, or if they're just images that you see projected upside down. Let's say that the technology is that there's some sort of combination of ink and textile that the, the image through the pinhole like, is burned in. That would make taking a picture a fairly intensive process, too. It would take several minutes, if not like an hour, to make one, right? Because there's some, like, you leave your camera to take it still, right? It'll take a few minutes. Yeah, like the old daguerreotypes, uh, people had to stand there for, like, a few seconds, maybe up to a minute. Yeah, so let's say it takes um, a minute in that it doesn't last forever. So that's why people don't just have, like, racks of different photographs they can use as portals. That and if you have too many fucking portals in your domicile, like humans need to travel using cameras, right, to get in and out. Uh, but there are certain things, rumored things, that lie deep within El Fumo, near like the dark heart of Sfumato, as it's called, that can rumoredly travel without the use of a camera. 
and they've found that something else is in the smoke with them. It's humanity. Uh, right? Mm. Okay. So there could be the potential for, like, mysterious creatures that also kind of can come at humanity through the smoke. Now that they've discovered, we know how to access it. And basically, right. we've opened a gate that we can't really close. And it's inviting just... We're opening thousands of gates every day, just fucking yeah. around. So to circle like in on this just a little bit, just I want to make sure I have it straight in my head. It's basically we have here a setting with it was like an early sort of renaissance level of tech and some guy invented a camera that can essentially allow for travel to other worlds via this bifrost smoke mechanism. And about some woman invented it. Am I right, Dan? Oh, okay. We, all right. All representation. Right. Representation. Her name was Francesca uh, Pictographi. Francesca <laughs> Chiaroscuro. <laughs> Francesca Picturoni? Picturoni. No. <laughs> Pictographini. I don't know. Italians are bullshit. Um, Francesca Chiaroscuro, a brilliant inventress. This is sort of a segue from what we were talking about, but can can there be a league of like gentlemen, like or gentlemen and gentlewomen, uh, basically smoke hunters, like the condottieri, we could call them. Hell yes, condottieri. Is that a reference? There, uh, it was. It's an Italian word for mercenary. There were there Hell, were famous mercenary yes. bands in the Italian peninsula. Uh, Pike formations and shit like that. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about bagging and talking about trophies. Of course, there'd be hunters in the smoke who would be compensated. Mercenary cameramen and shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. I like the idea of these condottieri go through a portal and, like, stake up, like, an outpost on the other side. And they would have, like, doctors and maybe scientists with them, maybe. Like, yeah. to, to find, like, herbs of value or anything that could be, like... Uh, immediately valuable and could be analyzed. Yeah, reality-breaking material. This is a society where thinkers are very respected, and, you know, a regiment could just have its own, like, philosopher with them. <laughs> like, yeah, like a natural scientist or an yeah, alchemist. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that'd be interesting, because you would have to... Like, if you go to a world where reality works differently, but mathematically consistently, then there would actually be great value in someone being able to figure that out. Yeah, or, in fact, mm -hmm. they have a lot of mathematicians and shit who go native and want to stay there. And it's like, you have to take, you have to go back with it. And it's like, no, my life is here. <laughs> well, I think I that there would, <laughs> this would probably trigger a, a, a rush, uh, a raise to educate more people for these positions because mathematicians normally, that's normally not a dangerous occupation. But mm -hmm. if mathematicians are expected to go into these dimensions on expeditions and sometimes get eaten by a smoke monster mathematicians <laughs> naturalists doctors like Walt had said like uh geologists but i mean every anybody that knows anything about anything basically if you're going to an alien world uh right it's, it's a bit like the renaissance on steroids because like all the patronage is still fueling stuff but there's mm -hmm. also this incentive of like needing to replace people yeah, <laughs> yeah what if like um Initially, this this research was funded by basically the nobility and Francesca was funded by a noble. Mm -hmm. And maybe there was some sort of incident not long after they started. We first started moving through this like a, a city or something was like not swallowed up, but like there was a lot of damage or something. Something uh -huh. came through. And maybe that's sort of how the condottieri first formed as like a brotherhood almost. It'd be cool if there was a city that was just cast into smoke and we don't know what happened really. Or maybe like. Some wide-angle lens was involved. 
the yeah, light. Well, we no, don't I mean, know. What if you take a photograph yeah. of a city? Well, don't oh, don't yeah. do that. First of all, <laughs> um, yeah, I think it would be really dangerous. It was kind uh, of, and so there are people. There's like a whole subculture of people uh, who are trying to find this lost city because their family is in there, you know, or they're from there, and they just they were just out on the day that the big smoke happened, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Because I mean, it's not just big monsters that come through and smash stuff. It fucks with the way that the world works. Yeah, it's also things that we have that go over there because yeah. the boundaries of reality are so permeable. Mm-hmm. What's Italian for architect? Uh, architector. I have no fucking I, idea. My assumption is architector or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it'd be cool if one of the major powers in this world uh, merges to be the architecturo who has maybe multiple like levers of infinite leverage or other reality breaking machinery that he uses to like build all sorts of crazy ships and towers. And like yeah. he, he's building a city uh, that shouldn't be possible to build as quickly and as crazily as he does. Oh, but he has help yeah. from uh, the smoke from your fool. Right. He, he's yeah. having people bring in things from the smoke. Oh, damn. Yeah, that's the, cool. That's the cool. Ar- architecto. 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 The architecto cool. is one of the powers. And you know what's cool is like portraiture as an art is still like uh, really popular because it's the only safe way to capture an image of anything. So if you actually want to, you'd have to bring a portraitist with you too on these expeditions to paint the landscape so that you can describe it to other people when they come back. So they're still classically training people. Because if you take a photo, it's going to warp you to someplace else and you're going to like leave that area. So you have to classically train portrait makers as well because their art is incredibly useful still. Yeah, or, and I or think at least sketch artists. From a yeah, I mean you probably sketch it and like take those <laughs> of the colors and come back and do the whole painting. Um, yeah. But yeah. the art scene would be crazy because the inspiration for the mm. artists would be all these alien worlds. The fucking Hudson River Valley School on steroids because it's just other dimensions. <laughs> yeah, what if they found this green leaf? Makes you expand your mind, dude. What if they <laughs> go to this planet, dude, where there's weed there? <laughs> what if the weed could talk? What if? What would it Bro. say? Uh, this is a weed oh, podcast man. now. No, they'd be very, they'd be very inspired. Um. <laughs> so it, it, I, I, we don't even have to flesh out the the main world, the. The normal yeah. reality, the base reality, damage. Because in my head, it's like it's all age about of expansion. Going, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's also the like things are coming back, and these reality breaking things, these trophies. Like it's sort of like a, a hub world, a portal world, uh, and that like things from lots of different dimensions are filling it mm-hmm. up. Um, people are getting power and prestige. And from it's things called that- Unione, and that's really all we know about it. I mean, it's you know. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I mean, any other right. thoughts on the mainland other than, like, the, the powers we set up? Well, and, you got to have standard yeah. fair scheming princes, uh, that sort of thing going on well, still. yeah. Well, we mentioned, like, what would happen if you took a photo of a, of, a, of a city, right? Like, if you took a photo of a city with a big enough camera, I guess, would cast it in smoke. What if someone did that on purpose? 
Well, I don't. The, the mechanics of the camera that we set up wouldn't make that inherently happen, but maybe yeah. there's a way to right. make that happen. Like, there's a camera that can be made. That we does don't that. know what happened because yeah. the city's lost in smoke. So it's hard right. to tell what disaster occurred there. People speculated probably for a time, oh, someone took a picture of the city. But once we learn more about right. the art, it turned out that that wasn't possible. It's the kind of thing that, like, people on the street would discuss, but, like, a natural philosopher would be like, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't Yeah, I guess way. a reverse oh. camera, because what we're describing, you take a picture, you look at the picture, you look up, you're there. The thing that you aimed the camera at didn't change. You changed. Mm -hmm. uh, a right. reverse camera would do the opposite. The picture yeah, you yeah. take, everything, you wouldn't go anywhere, but everything you take a picture of would Something switch. that takes energy right. and turns, or takes an image and turns it into darkness instead of light. Right, the, the negativo. <laughs> yeah, the negativo. <laughs> it's Thank like you. The, it's like the fear that like people who are not used to seeing cameras think that when you take a picture of them, you're stealing their soul. Well, in this world, that's completely fucking valid fear. Yeah, cameras <laughs> do weird things. <laughs> yeah. And this camera might actually do that. Like the, the reverse camera. So the camera mechanism, as we've described it so far, can only send one person through at a time. Could the fix for that be like, this reaches a little bit into the bag? I have a, Yeah, I have everyone, know, everyone right, looks Dan, at the Dan, photo. Dan, finish, yeah. finish. Well, is it the photo or is it like, because we, we had established that you just take the picture and it takes you there. But like, you have to wear the thing, right? Like, the no, I think I had always thought, well, what my thought was that if... It could be just large as fuck, and that could be the bag, and that whatever is inside of it goes with you to the other dimension. I kind of like that idea. It's an it's an art, it's an elegant solution to this problem uh, that we have of whether the pictures are physical or not. Which I'm going to say it doesn't matter as long as you're taking a picture and everyone's in the bag. This would make yeah. it a lot faster to travel because if instead of having to set up a camera and burn the image into something and it takes a it takes like maybe at maybe an hour maybe longer to get this image to set and then you look at it that's mm -hmm. like a permanent uh portal but maybe you don't want to make a permanent portal because you don't know if it's dangerous or not you don't have that much time because you're trying to make multiple jumps maybe mm -hmm. You just get everybody together and they just look at the image with their eyes and that takes them in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like that too. These bags are kind of like these big tents you would have to set up around the camera to make sure the light was right and shit because they're very finicky still. Yeah. And like aesthetically mm -hmm. that could work because it could be like like ornamentation and stuff like that too. Mm -hmm. um, and you don't need a lot of staff on these expeditions because if you do it right, you're back by lunchtime, you know. And you mm -hmm. can just pop back and forth into reality as you see fit. Well, and if it, if it goes wrong, you don't want to lose a lot of people. <laughs> I mean, I think it's it might be more interesting if there's some sort of like each time you do it, there's some chance of something going wrong. So like maybe the act of doing it attracts the, the monsters they all were talking about that roam the smoke. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the flash uh, draws yeah, in unwanted attention. You know, what would be neat mm -hmm. is if it took you to the same dimension but it had no real regard for place. So, like, you wind up in another part on Earth that's Earth that's not necessarily the place you left from, right? So there's an added element of uncertainty there, too. Could be. Uh, I, I like the idea of the topography of these different dimensions, like, in lots of ways, mirroring or reflecting the world. Okay, okay, so I think that's a cooler it's idea. It's like all these different things mm -hmm. layered on one another, yeah. It opens you up to, like... Um, this uh you take a picture of the smoke door in your house you end up still in your house but it's wrong 
I just have another kind of guy. Yeah. Twins. Yeah. Uh, these brothers who are both nobles. Wow, the concept of twins? That's crazy, dude. <laughs> what if they're Tell twins? me about like, that. <laughs> in this world, they're twins. Tell me about that. Uh, <laughs> who are both collectors, and they're both trying to be the, the most prolific collector of, of trophies of these alien creatures and forms. I like so that. They, they, they both rival- have towers and museums of insane eclectic rival twin dukes yeah 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 Mm. are they really twins or is one of them a mirror (laughs) image a mirror image yeah (laughs) oh yeah they were winking at the camera listeners (laughs) no what if what if one of the dimensions is like the star trek mirror dimension kind of thing where there's like Evil version. <laughs> Everyone of oh, fuck. No, That's gonna make things very complicated. <laughs> it would be pretty funny if a different group of travelers came into like the, the home dimension of this planet via a camera. They're like, "Oh wow, this place is fucking wild." No. Yeah, stands to reason that like not all these dimensions would like not have people who form something similar. Yeah, you know, it'd be cool mm-hmm. is like uh, it's implied that these people aren't the first people. To discover a way to travel through the dimensions. In fact, maybe they, in a lot of the dimensions, they find evidence of people living there. Or maybe scattered tribes of people who've lived there for thousands of years and who've forgotten how they came there in the first place. Yeah, I like that. Setting's cool as shit. That's cool. Lots of possibilities. I like setting stuff. Yeah, Yeah. it's kind of like, um, I've been watching a lot of Stargate and... Like, if you want to tell a story in this space, you can tell a lot of stories because there's a literal portal to another world mm-hmm. that can go anywhere. But Much like this podcast. Yeah. Oh. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's almost a meta world and that's like a portal to different worlds, but not quite. It's like these dimensions are layered on top of the same realm. And Yeah, mm-hmm. it's less like, it seems like we've arrived less at like, alien planet like pandora or whatever and more at like realms where reality works a little bit different or a lot You're like different. radically different i think yeah often, yeah, yeah yeah which is yeah, kind of cool. more interesting than just the bog standard like multiverse i think no i agree oh. i agree instead of a multiverse it's kind of like do you guys ever read crazy cat no the comic crazy cat yeah yeah the comic uh no i've, I've saw bill water waterson waterson the Calvin Hobbes guy uh, extolled its virtues by having. Well, I loved I loved Crazy Cat as a kid, and the world of Crazy Cat was just like a. It's a lot like our world, but everything's very surreal. Like the moon shaped like a pancake, and like it's like this fucking desert with impossible like maces and stuff. But there's still like human architecture there. It's kind of like you go to the Crazy Cat world. <laughs> yeah. Never heard of this before. Is it like a newspaper comic? Yeah. I think it was. I had like six books of them as a kid. It's very funny. There's a mouse named Ignatz who uh, all he wants to do is throw bricks at Crazy Cat. Like that's his whole passion is just yeah, uh, throw bricks. <laughs> I just Google image searched the comic and that's like the first thing that comes up is a mouse throwing a brick at this cat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's Officer Ruff who's a dog and who fucking uh, keeps, he's incompetent and he keeps arresting Ignatz who always has to get out of the jail in some way. Okay, um, well, I'm, I'm going to, by fiat, say that there is a crazy cat world where those exact things are there. <laughs> and that's the twist that makes the <laughs> oh, world <God>. worse. <laughs> my my prompt word next week is brick. Uh, thanks for listening. This, I'm going to roll for The smoke for monster is Ignatz. I'm going to roll for who's going to be Lorelad. 
Well, before we call it, does anybody else have anything else they want to throw into the pot for this one? Uh, yeah, Crazy Cat's good. You should read it. <laughs> you should all. Yeah, I, I think How much money I, I think did you take from this <laughs> Crazy Cat the author? The estate of whatever the guy's name is. <laughs> Probably public domain almost at this point. And, yeah, really. And I would like to, I would like to add uh, Rest in Violence, Hotbox Sato. You will be missed. Yeah. Um, to all our Shoe Thieves fans out there, all two people who know all zero what that them. is. Okay, we'll yeah. roll, roll that die. It's a three, and that means I will be the lore lad next episode. Oh, no. Yeah, the dark lad. Okay, listeners, uh, you can just skip to the next one. Yeah, just <laughs> ignore it. <laughs> See you two it's podcasts all from now. bullshit. Yeah, you're actually helping us more by not listening to that episode. If you like this episode, you can subscribe to us on your podcasting service of choice to get new episodes every Saturday. If you want to, go ahead and write us a review on iTunes and share us with all your world-building friends. It helps us out a lot. Our artist courtesy of the talented and wonderful Shell Tor at Jovial Paradox on Twitter. You can tweet us to at LoreLads or send us spirited hate mail at 30minuteworlds at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, happy world-building. <laughs>